Now it's time for Sunday Funnies on Thursdays, the podcast, now on Fridays, live from Los Angeles, with your host, local funny man and funny reader, Cornell Funny Comics Dude Reed. We are back live in Los Angeles with my producer, Brian Jr., or as I call him, just Brian. You see, we made it back from Las Vegas with the money we made from your ads and, of course, with our inheritance we got from the original Brian. We were able to purchase one bus ticket back from Los Angeles to Las Vegas. And I know what you're thinking. Hey, guys, there's two of you. How did you make it back on one bus ticket? Well, um, Brian Jr., uh, Brian, as I call him, he just decided to run back. So, um... He decided to follow the bus on his own two legs. Uh, it just kind of made more sense that way. He had all his podcast equipment and um, what was left of his janitor tools that he had to carry, and it just wouldn't fit on the bus. So Brian decided to run himself, and um, he made it here just in time to record the podcast. Um, good to see you again, Brian, and uh, I'm sure you're happy to take a load off. Uh, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, hey, um, what happened to uh, to you guys recording in, in the Hooters Casino live from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada? Well, uh, let me just say what happens there stays there. <laughs> no, uh, but seriously, um, we blew up the janitor's closet. Um, yeah, our, our podcast studio, a.k.a. Brian's janitor closet. Well, it exploded, and I just want to take this time to officially apologize to all the Hooters patrons and employees who were injured in the explosion. In hindsight, uh, I guess I shouldn't have left a lit cigarette next to all those cleaning products. Uh, I had no idea how flammable those things were. but uh, So yeah, my bad on that one. Brian is now personally responsible for paying for all these injured people, so... Uh, if you could continue to send your ads in, uh, we would really appreciate it. Brian's on the hook for a lot of money for all of the horribly injured people that that were affected by the uh, tragedy at Hooters Casino. So if you are a podcast fan, or if you're the friend or family of a podcast fan who was coming to say hi to us at the Hooters Casino and ended up getting caught in the blast, let me just say um, I deeply deeply apologize i'm deeply sorry and um i know there's no amount of words i can give your little podcast fan back so you know it's sad to lose some fans that way but um hey we continue to gain new ones and that's what counts thank you guys for listening and thank you for spreading it on to your friends and i promise no more explosions now we are all the way back in los angeles which is great to be here you know it's really nice to be here we are uh, just where it all happens, right in Hollywood, California, uh, right where all, everything in Los Angeles really, really goes down. That's right. We are at the Hollywood and Highland Metro stop, uh, right next to the trains. It's the only place we could really find that had an outlet that we could use to plug in our podcast recorder. And so um, uh, please excuse the train noise and any chatter going on in the background. No, that's not a podcast guest. That is just daily commuters riding the train to and from work. Um, it is a little stuffy down here and a little hot, but hey, uh, it's a lot better than a janitor's closet and when you're 
working on the fly like this, you got to be a little bit flexible. So we're here munching on the trash and recording another hit podcast for you, our fans. And we love being back in Tinseltown, where all the best comics are printed every week. If you are in L.A. and you want to come say hi to Brian Jr., uh, or as I call him, Brian and I, just uh, look for us. We'll be in Hollywood any night you can drive by us we'll be the ones with the light up sticks directing people to park in our parking lots look for us there and and be sure to say hi and uh, maybe we'll give you a shout out on the podcast and if you slip us uh, 11 dollars instead of 10 to park in our spot we'll personally watch the car for you and that's a podcast guarantee all right now time for our ads we have three ads this week uh, once again, this is a G-rated podcast. I want to say that. Um, make sure that you guys all realize that. Um, it is a completely G-rated podcast. But, um, you know, the these ads are written by some other people entirely. We have nothing to do with what the content is inside of these ads. So we are not responsible for what they say at all. And um, they might be a little uh, raunchier than the rest of the podcast. We have no control over what's in these ads, and um, specifically, the only rule we have uh, is no hate speech, which we are lucky enough not to receive this week. So um, thank you a lot to our sponsors for not including uh, hate speech in your ads today. And if you want to advertise on the podcast, we could definitely use it for Brian's upcoming legal fees and um, medical expenses that he is going to have to dole out he's um, staring down the barrel of 18 lawsuits and he is responsible for 37 people currently in critical condition at the Hooters Casino burn ward so um, please keep the money coming in so yeah thank you for all the ads and we will keep in high spirits over here especially if your money keeps on rolling in you can think of every dollar you send in an ad as kind of like a benefit for Brian. Um, he needs this money to help his pay for his legal and medical fees. Uh, like I said before, with all the lawsuits and he's staring down and everything. Um, so yeah, every dollar you send in, um, 15 cents will go towards Brian. So please, uh, please keep it coming in. He needs a lot more than 15 cents to pay off just one of these horrible, horrible lawsuits that he is now facing. All right, so let's uh, get to our ads, shall we? Um, First up, our first ad is from um, Gabe Hernandez, and uh, here we go. This podcast is sponsored by the band Duranda. Duranda, the band your girlfriend listens to while she pleasures herself. Listen at soundcloud.com backslash Duranda Music. That's D-E-R-O-N-D-A Music. Um, so thank you, Gabe, for that wonderful ad. And once again, I'll say, um, my girlfriend pleasures herself by reading Blondie. Always tons of laughs in that strip. And what can you get out of that besides tons and tons of pleasure? All right. Our next ad comes from Jeff Tepper. Um, and, uh, let's see what he wrote for us this week. All right. Here we go. My name is Cornell, not Claremont. I am a big, dumb, duty face that eats his own boogers and farts. I will take all the money I earn from this podcast and fly first class to visit Jeff Tepper in Brooklyn. 
He is hilarious. You can check out his work at jefftepper.com. Thanks to both listeners. Okay, um, so I guess I'm going to fly first class to visit Jeff in Brooklyn. So um, I guess we should keep the money rolling in for that. I guess we can take a little cut out of Brian's uh, share to help me procure a first class ticket to Brooklyn. I'm sure he won't mind. Um, and he also infers that we only have two listeners, which I think is um, odd considering we have three ads on this podcast. So unless one of these people who advertise isn't listening to the podcast, which I think is a little strange, um, I would say that's, that's uh, something's up with this. Um, I think he's a little bit wrong, and I'm not a big dumb duty face. Um, I Sure, maybe I've eaten a burger or two in my lifetime, but... Uh, farts are pretty hard to eat. I'm sure they've gotten in my mouth, but uh, I've never never intentionally tried to eat a fart. <clears throat> and our last ad comes from uh, the Savage Henry Independent Times. And this ad is for the 2017 Get in the Van comedy tour. Uh, they are going to be doing a comedy tour from April 18th until May 3rd, until May 4th, actually. And they'll be going um, all across California and Oregon, and even in one show in Reno, Nevada. So um, be sure to please come out and support these uh, these shows if you live anywhere in this area that they're going to. And if you're looking for where exactly the show dates are, uh, they go to the Savage Henry Independent Times Facebook events page, and you will see where all the shows are. And they're going to be great comedy shows happening from mid-April to the beginning of May. So uh, be sure to get out there and support those shows. And thank you, Savage Henry, for your wonderful ad on this wonderful podcast. All right. Now that we got that out of the way, um, I believe it's time to shred some strips. All right. Um, as you guys know, I will stop. I will start at the top left of the comics page and work all the way down to the bottom right and then I will go on to the next page and read every single comic that I see uh, is fit to print. Um, I will skip over the bad ones. Let's hope we don't have too many today but who knows? We'll find out and um, we'll, we'll just go as it goes as, as no one has ever said it before in their life. Alright, first up we have Dilbert and that's written by Scott Adams. Uh, Dilbert is how many do you think? You guessed it. Eight panels. Uh, Scott Adams is a weird man. I just want to say that. I just read an article about his life. And um, one thing he believes is, is if you focus hard enough, you can uh, amplify and intensify your own um, orgasms. So um, I don't know exactly what that means, but it certainly sounds like something a very weird person would tell the public uh, especially when you draw a comic strip so thank you for that Scott thank you for your um, input on your own orgasms really makes reading Dilbert a treat um, <clears throat> starts out we got um, some guy and he's sitting at a desk I'm not sure who this guy is he's wearing a green shirt with a lanyard and he's sitting at a desk with a desktop computer in front of it and he's kind of staring right at us as if there's no, he's got a blank expression. There's nothing going through his face. Kind of see right through his eyes. Um, he just seems like a pretty dumb guy. And um, he's just sitting there. 
and Dilbert walks up behind him. And Dilbert says, Do you know how to clean up line noise on an XLR connection? Ooh, this is one I'm sure Brian can relate to. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> and uh, in the next one, uh, the man is now turned around. We just see him, and he's um, his back. His back is facing his computer. His back is to the computer, and he's facing Dilbert now. And he says, "No, but I can show you how to do something different." And now Dilbert's kind of got his one hand in the other, and he's standing. Uh, and he's looking at the guy, and you see the back of the guy's head. And Dilbert says, why would I want to see something different? And the next one, we're back looking at the guy again, and his arms are outstretched wide now. And he's going, because it reminds me of what you want to do. And then in the next panel, um, Dilbert's still kind of fiddling with his hands. Guy's now working on his computer, and Dilbert says, I don't need to see that. And the guy says, It will only take 10 minutes. And guess what? We've reached the panel. We reach in every Dilbert strip where his hands are outstretched, his brow is furrowed, and he is upset. <laughs> Can you believe it? These co workers are driving him bonkers. And he says, I don't have 10 minutes. It never it takes only 10 minutes, and it isn't relevant to my situation. And now we got an exterior shot. Here it is. Wow, two panels that are show up in every single Dilbert back to back. What a treat. Exterior shot. And now it's the guy talking. He goes, I'm going to show you anyway because you're too polite to walk away while I'm talking. And then at the top of the very last panel, it says 30 minutes later. And Dilbert's got his hands on his hips and his brow is still furrowed. And the other guy is typing with one finger, and his other hand is waving up and down. And Dilbert said, something is wrong with you. And the guy says, now watch me do it left-handed. <laughs> oh, man, poor Dilbert. Will he ever get his questions answered? Uh, he should know not to talk to anybody else in his workplace if he really wants to get anything done and not become really aggravated because... He works with what seems like a lot of incompetent doofs. Doofs is a word I just made up. It's half goofs, half doofus. A doof. Feel free to use that in your office with your friends. Next up, we got Doonesbury by Gary Trudeau. Um, Doonesbury, uh, what is written in Doonesbury does not, does not necessarily reflect the opinions of my producer, Brian Jr., I call him Brian and I. We have nothing to do with what is said and the opinions expressed within this comic strip. I just want to warn you guys of that. And, um, you know, a lot of people wonder, I get a lot of questions, why do you read Doonesbury? It's not that funny. Yeah, but, you know, um, it is a good strip to be kept abreast of what's going on in our nation. So it's nice to get a little news, a little current events um, disguised as a funny. So that's why I read it, to keep you guys up to date on what's going on in our world currently in this geopolitical situation. All right, first up we have some guy. Uh, he's got brown hair and it's white on the sides, and he's reading a newspaper. He's sitting next to a another guy. This guy's got black hair and it's white on the sides too. Kind of looks like Barack Obama. He's wearing a sweatshirt. And the... Uh, the first guy, the white guy, he's reading a newspaper. I forgot if I said that already. And I think they're like sitting on chairs outside. 
And the Obama-looking fellow is drinking a cup of coffee. And the white guy says, man, my peer group's sure getting hammered lately. And the other guy says, what peer group's that? The next one, we got kind of a, a, a side shot of their faces. So you can see the background, beautiful trees and mountain and a, and a nice cloud. It's a clear day. It's a sunny day, but still a big fluffy cloud peeking out over that mountain, which is just beautiful. There's three trees. One is a dark green. One's a light green. And one in the middle is brown. Perhaps it's dying. Um, anyway, first guy says, uh, middle-aged whites' mortality rates soaring. Must be a headline he just read. Uh, in the next panel, the guy says to his friend, uh, they're called deaths of despair from drugs, alcohol, or suicide, driven by economic and social distress. The next panel, now he's drinking some coffee. I don't know if he stole his friend's coffee or if he actually has some, a cup of his own. But this is the first time seeing his cup. And maybe they're sharing a cup. I'm not sure. But anyway, he says, oddly, it doesn't seem to affect blacks or Latinos. And uh, his friend says, nothing odd about it, man. And, uh, oh, now it's revealed finally that the, the first guy is wearing an army sweatshirt. He must have been in the army at some point, or at least uh, had a friend who got him a sweatshirt. Um, and now um, the next panel, they're sitting looking at each other, and his friend sipping the coffee, not reading the newspaper. The black friend says, we've always lived distressed lives. We're used to it. And then the white guy says, so, black privilege. And the black guy says, absolutely. We're lucky that way. <laughs> wow, he reversed that one on us. Thanks a lot, Gary. Oh, that's great. Nice to hear about that. <clears throat> black privilege. That is something some people actually believe. All right. Um, Get Fuzzy is going to get sent to the showers. We're going to skip Get Fuzzy this week. Uh, it's not bad, I guess, but it's definitely definitely not good all right pearls before swine this is always a great one stefan pastis you know i think somehow their whole beef he had last podcast with foxtrot was pretty incredible um and pretty fun to witness but uh ever since those initial shots were taken by both artists nothing no one's really brought it up since so i don't know if they're waiting for next year or what's going to happen exactly but but it seems as though um, both comic strip artists have made peace with whatever it is that they wanted to do. Um, and there's no more fighting amongst them, which is good to see, but also uh, not as exciting as usual. All right, so first up, we got a rat, and he's talking to the pig, and they're standing on a hill, and the rat says, It's not fair that we always have death hanging over us. The next one is just a rat with his hands outstretched. He says, It's this great random unknown, and it's not right. I want to know how I die, when I die. The next panel, we got the pig talking to the rat in the hillside again, just like the first panel. And the pig says, I don't think that's possible. And the rat says, well, it is now because I've invented the BMI. And the next one, the pig is still talking to the rat, but now we see a little to the right what's behind the rat. And the rat is now pointing at a fence with a bunch of balloons on it. And the pig says, BMI? And the rat says, Balloon Mortality Indicator. You blindfold yourself and throw a dart against that fence. The balloon you hit indicates your fate. 
And one balloon says flu, 2061. Another says heart attack, 2021. Another says hit by train, 2040. Drowned at sea, 2057. Trampled by bulls, 2035. <laughs> uh, pretty funny. And then next panel, we got uh, the pig. And he's saying, can I try? And the rat's holding a blindfold and a dart. He says, sure. And then the next panel, we see the pig with the blindfold on. And you hear a whoosh. And you see the dart being thrown by him. And in the next panel, the dart, you won't believe this. It didn't hit the fence at all. It hit the goat straight in the head. He was walking by with a cup of coffee. And he goes, he says, hey, guys, what are you? Oh, God. <laughs> and in the last panel, we have the rat and the pig. And they're looking. And all you can see is the feet of the goat. And the goat's going, oh. And the rat says, well, we know how goat dies. And the pig says, you're right. How eerie. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's rich. The pig murdered the goat. Uh, that's a good one. All right. Uh, La Cucaracha. We're going to skip. As always, you suck. And Leo. God, Leo. It's terrible. All right. Let's just go, let's go to the next page. It's... Really making me mad. Just wasting this space with these dumb comics. Mutts, who cares? Uh, or, um, let's, I guess let's go, to, let's go to Blondie. Let's go to Blondie. Blondie's always good. We got Dean Young and John Marshall draw Blondie. And uh, it starts out with uh, his boss. Ooh, Dagwood's boss is in their house. Blondie's at the door. And Dagwood's boss is walking up the stairs. So he, she's already opened the door, and he's clearly just busted in. And he says, I know I gave your husband the day off, but I need him at the office right away. The next panel, he's up in the bedroom. He's grabbing Dagwood by the pajamas and ripping him out of bed. Dagwood's still asleep. There's a Z clearly coming out of his mouth. And the boss says, up and at him, sleeping beauty. Let's go. Lanya is standing behind him with her hands on her hips. And the next panel, now she's crossing her arms. She said, when he's that far gone, no one can wake him. And the boss now has one leg in the air, and he's leaned pretty much. He's completely horizontal to the floor as he's trying to pull Dagwood by his foot. He says, snap out of it, my boy. Duty calls. There's still a Z coming out of Dagwood's mouth. And in the next panel, Blondie's walking him out of the bedroom. The dog's falling behind her, and she says, sorry, but it looks like he's out for the rest of the day. The boss says, what a shame. The last one, or the next panel, he's, the boss has got his hands on his hips. He's talking to Blondie. And he says, there's going to be a substantial bonus check in his future for going in today. And in the last panel, Dagwood's awake right behind him going, how substantial and how soon? <laughs> that got him up. Oh, doctor. Okay, we're just going to skip zits. It's not even worth it this week. It's really short. There's just, uh, probably a total of eight words in it, but... Uh, it's no good. Neither is Baby Blues. Neither is Prickly City. Neither is Drabble. Ugh. Okay. All right. All right. We're going to Marmaduke. We're just going to Marmaduke. That always brings a laugh. Do Marmaduke. Get to the laughs page. I'm sure there's plenty of good stuff on that one. And uh, that will make up for all this horrible comic strips we got this week. Okay. Marmaduke is by Brad and Paul Anderson. 
And we start out, and Marmaduke's at someone's door. This man has kind of fat cheeks, bald head, and um, he's wearing glasses and a suit, yellow and green striped tie. And he says, sorry, Marmaduke, no Sunday dinner leftovers. And the next panel, he's talking to Marmaduke again, but we see Marmaduke's face. And he says, but the man says, uh, we're dining out today. And in the next one, Marmaduke is hugging the man going, and the man says uh huh yes okay yes yes in the next panel Marmaduke's walking away and he's the man is now closing his front door and his wife is saying walks up to him and says what was that all about the old man says just a reminder and uh, then the door is shut and Marmaduke's running away all happy and you hear the voice from the from inside the house, the man saying, don't forget the doggy bag. <laughs> uh, Marmaduke's going to eat those leftovers. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now let's get the doggone funny. Uh, this is from Carmel, Indiana. Young Jake Patterson's family brought home a very smart dog named Benson. He studied the family and then parked himself next to Jake's chair at dinner time. Benson figured out that nobody drops more food on the floor than Jake. <sighs> so, be honest, is expecting a little bit more out of that doggone funny. Um, it wasn't so doggone funny. I mean, dogs always go towards whoever drops the most food on the floor. Um, it's not so much of a remarkable story as it is just a typical story of every single dog that's ever been in existence. So. Um, no thank you, Jake Patterson. You wasted everyone's time. You might as well call this doggone funny drabble. Okay. Let's go to the last page. Um, Foxtrot, uh, Jumpstart, and the bleachers, non sequitur, candor. Alright, that, you know what? That's it. I've had it. I've had it. I can't. I can't do this anymore. Ugh, these comics are so terrible. It's hard to read them. I don't want to read them. You don't want to hear them. I've had enough of this, LA Times. Why are you printing all these comics you know none of us like to read? What's the deal? Is there someone making you do it? Is this some, like, uh, some highfalutin thing where you're getting paid off to just print these terrible comics who is making you print these why are you doing this I don't want to read these anymore and I know my podcast listeners no longer want to listen to them I think it's time that we demand better because we deserve better we wait each and every week for the Sunday funnies the best funnies of the week and we have to skip over half of the comic strips because there's no funnies in the funnies? This is too much. I'm P.O.'d. I want some change. I want to laugh. I want to make you guys laugh. But it's really, really hard when I'm not given the material to work with.
LA Times, I know you guys are listening. You guys have been one of my first listeners and my first followers on Twitter from the beginning. I know you guys hear me. Why don't you do anything? You can't honestly think Jumpstart is funny. You can't honestly like to read Drabble each and every Sunday. Leo, what? it's not even a semblance of a joke in any single Leo I've ever seen in my entire life. I think that that's it. You know what, listeners? I am tired of letting you down. And I am tired of sitting idly by while nothing happens in the funnies. And we are being forced to read and listen to these horrible strips. One after the other after the other. And they're all just trash. We need to take action. If we want any real change in the LA Times, it's clear they won't listen to us. They won't listen to my tweets or my Facebook messages. We need to go and hit the streets. If we want re any real change in this country, we must take action. We've got to act locally and think globally. Right? Because we know. If there's someone in L.A. and they're not enjoying Leo, then there's someone in Zimbabwe reading it too. And they're not enjoying it, I'm sure. I mean, sure, we might not, we might not be able to get any change in Zimbabwe. You know, we might not be able to get the Zimbabwe Times to rearrange their funny strips yet. But we can affect real change in Los Angeles today. We've got to organize, we've got to resist, and we have to stand up for what we believe in. We need to get our message out there that we, the people, demand the funnies speak and work for us. Let's face it, they're not funny. There's tons of strips taking up valuable real estate in the funny pages and doing what? They're just confusing the heck out of us. Try and read a jumpstart and please try and make sense of it. And tell me you enjoy reading that over a cup of coffee on your Sunday morning or being caught up on it on a Thursday or Friday afternoon. You don't, you can't. None of it makes any sense. Yeah. What happened to the Ziggies or the Beetle Baileys, huh? What happened to the funny pages bringing laughs instead of just confusion? You know, they say they don't make them like they used to. Well, they don't draw them like they used to either. It's 2017, all right? Newspapers are on the edge as it is. And you think you're going to bring us back with these sorry excuses for laughs? You know what? This isn't just a podcast rant, all right? This is a call to action. I propose we stage a protest. April 16th, 
We will march on April 16th from Pershing Square to the Los Angeles Times building. If you live in Los Angeles and you're listening to this podcast, please come. If you don't live in Los Angeles, feel free to fly in for April 16th. I'll even do a live podcast outside of the Los Angeles Times during the protest just to show you an example of how bad a lot of these strips truly are. So please come and join us and let it be known what we think that family entertainment is. We need to tell the Los Angeles Times that the citizens of the United States of America don't believe the LA Times funny pages are funny enough. No more will we sit idly by and just hope the funny pages fix themselves. Hope they catch up to what we want to see in the funny pages. We must be the difference we wish to see in the comics. It's up to us. April 16th at noon, we will march. We will be strong and our demands will be clear. We want funnier funnies in the funny pages each and every Sunday. Maybe we won't see it happen in our lifetime, but whatever, our kids and our kids' kids, maybe they will finally see mutts tossed out of the funny pages. Jumpstart will be cast away to the dark, burning hot shadows of hell. What we want is more haws and less huhs. So join my producer Brian and I as we bring a little march into April. Yeah, yeah. See, this guy knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Will you be there, ma'am? Yeah. Uh-huh. Of course, sir. You can bring your whole family because that's what the funny pages are all about. Family. Uh-huh. Bring the office. We don't care. We'll take anyone. I think it's time our voices were heard. What do you say? What do we want? Comics. When do we want it? All right, and I'll see you guys all April 16th. And please, any money you have, uh, my friend Brian here, he's on the hook for a lot of horrible lawsuits and medical expenses coming at the expense of the tragedy I'm sure you all heard at Hooters Casino. So if I have your time. <clears throat> okay, well, April 16th, I'll see you guys there. Thanks for coming out. And stand up for what you believe in. More Marmaduke. Less Canderville, am I right? That's right. <clears throat> All right, next up is Bizarro. Um, Bizarro is by Dan Perraro. Um, just one strip today. And uh, we got a doozy here. Um, you got a Mr. Potato Head <laughs> is in the bed. And he's lying next to Mrs. Potato Head. Uh, Mr. Potato Head doesn't have a hat on, but you know, it would be weird to sleep in a hat, I guess. He's got his mustache and... Mrs. Potato Head has curlers in her hair, it looks like, and earrings on. And Mr. Potato Head looks a little worried. There's some sweat lines coming out of him. And uh, he's got a scared look on his face. And he said, 
He says, uh, I just dreamed I was being chased by a guy with a knife full of butter. Now I was wrapped up in tinfoil so I couldn't run very fast. And the wife says, I told you not to eat those bacon bits at dinner. <laughs> uh, thank you for that, Dan Perraro. And that's all the strips we have this week. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, see you April 16th. Good night.